The following shear is recorded, edited, and presented to you by Kol Halashon. We wish you an enjoyable and meaningful time listening. Good morning. It's Chav Zayn Adar, Tavshin Pei, 23rd of March, 2020. The topic is Tfilas Kalim. We'd like to go to the sugya, which is relevant in the coming days. Tvilas Kalim. Someone buys a Kalim from a Goy, all know the Allah, he's supposed to do Tvila in a mikveh. And this year, very likely it could be even more relevant due to the fact that many people are making Pesach for the very first time. So they most likely will be buying Kalim. And there's very shyness which can occur, Aloha Lamaisa too, on various types of Kalim. What is the halachas concerning the Din Tzvila? So first and foremost, I would like to go through the sugya, the Mekoyer, the source of this halacha. Let's see the sugya, that's Hashem. And then we'll get to a few shayas halacha lemaisa too. So the sugya is the sugya in the end of Avid Zora, of Ein Hei on the base. The Mishnah says as follows, Halakeach kli tashmish minoivit kachovim, minoivit kachovim. If someone buys a kli tashmish from a goy, a kli that's used, there has to be dafke kli that you use. It shouldn't be a kli, a vessel that you're not going to use. If it's a vessel you're just going to leave on your side and you're, as, as a piece of as an ornament or something you're not going to actually use, then the din is not applicable. So the mission says as follows, something that you generally, you toivel, you should do tefillah. Lahagil, <coughs> if it's a keli that you magil, meaning that is used with hot water. For instance, for example, a keli that is um, used on the gas, on the uh, on, like a pot. So the way to be it is with yagil. Le labin if it's a keli that is used as libun, meaning it has direct contact with the fire, yilabin boy. In other words, the Swiss is saying as follows. There's three stages of kalim that you buy from a goy. There's three different, three categories. If it's a keli that's used for soinin, Rashi explains, that means it doesn't use any hot items at all. So all you do is you put it into the mikvah and you wash it down and it's good to go. If it's a keli that is used with hot items, with the pot, so then you've got to do hagala that you used to have to the way your masha is through Hagala, and if it's a keli that you use with direct contact with the fire, again, you have to do a libun to it too to be mashrit. Now this Mishnah is talking about when you buy from a goy a keli that has been already used. 
because it's clearly the Mishnah is trying to say we have, the idea of what's going on over here is to remove the Belios, the Esurim <coughs> that have been absorbed in the Kli. So in order to remove that, you have to do accordingly. If it's a Kli that was only used for Tzayneim, so you washed out. For cold, cold items, you washed out. If it's used for hot items, you have to do Hagala and put it into a, 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 also through hot water. And if it's a candy that's used with fire, you also got to do with fire. And this is based on the rule of famous rule, Kaboloi Kachpolkoi. The same way it absorbs the Issa, if you want to extract the Issa, you have to do it in the same fashion. So the Mishnah is talking about clearly you're buying a second-hand candy. However, the Gemara says that this din is not necessarily applicable to second-hand candy. Because the Gemara says as follows. That's the Mishnah. The Mishnah clearly is talking about when you buy a Kli <coughs> from a guy that has in it Bliois, problematic Bliois that are also. So you've got to get rid of them. But the Gemara says, Tono. And this is, brings us to the Alokha of Tvilas Kali. When you buy a Kali from a guy, you have to do Tvila. Because the Gemara says as follows. Tono, the price it says, Vekulon Trichen Tvila Ba'arboim Soh. They're all required to do tvila ba'arboim so. That means even though Rashi explains you've actually you've been machshidikli, you've removed any elements of bleas because, for instance, you bought a pot which was used by God. You you do you machshid, you do hag olah, you put it in a boiling hot tub, so the bleas have been extracted, they've been removed. Nevertheless, you still require tvila. And the Gemara clearly says, from there we see, that even if you are going to buy a brand new keli, which has never been used by the goy, if you buy a, a, a new keli from a goy, you still have to do it, you know, because the fact that you see that if you buy an old keli and you master it, we see that you've got to do a tefillah even on old kalim, which you're malabain, meaning, therefore, it's like considered like you, and nevertheless, you still have to do a tefillah. So we could learn, derive from that, that any new keli requires tefillah. So that's what the, that's what the Gemara says, based on what the, 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 the Gemara is going to bring a pasuk in a minute, that there's a mitzvah, a din of tefillah's kalim on going that you buy, um, on kalim that you buy from Akum. Now, where's the Mekoy? Where's the, where's the Chazal? Where did they you know this halacha from? So the Gemara says two droshes. One drosha is, Rav says, it says in the Pasuk, Kol Anything that goes into fire, meaning an item, a keli, a vessel that was used with direct contact with fire, and it absorbed leaves of Israel, you have to remove it, Taviru Ba'ish. This is again, this is the Torah telling us this, the rule of Kabbalah and And then the Pasuk adds another word, Vitahi. And you've got to be Matai. Now, what's the Pasuk talking about? The Pasuk is talking about in Parshas Matais, <coughs> where it's referring to the story of Melchemes Midian, where the Yidim went out to fight a battle against the Midianim after they had managed to make Kalisrol sin. At Shittim, with the Benoi Simayov, they instigated the, 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 the whole episode of Kali Yisrael 
being nichshal, sinning against B'nai Samuel, B'nai Samidion, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, Nekoyim Nikmas B'nai Yisrael, Meisamidionim, you take revenge from the Midianim, and that's exactly what he did. The 12,000 troops went out to wage a battle against the Midianim, and they managed to overpower them and kill them, the whole town, the whole country of Midian. <clears throat> and they brought back the Kalim from Midian. And Eliezer, Eliezer told Klali Yisrael the halachas of Hagola, that you can't just use the Kalim as they are, you have to do Hagola, you have to be machshed the Kalim, in order they should be permitted for you to have them. And the Apostle says, that if it's a Kalim, which was Yovay Beish, if it's a Kalim that was used, for instance, let's give an example, a spit that is used for roasting meat, so it was used, that in order to remove the bleers, <coughs> you have to put it, pass it through fire and let it get heated up completely and that would extract the bleer. The passage adds another word, the They chazal the following. The fact that Torah adds in the word the we learn from here that Torah says there's an extra tahara. There's another tahara that one is required to do, even after you've been melabing the kli, you've extracted the isa, nevertheless, you are required to do another tahara in order for yid to use the actual cane. <coughs> so here is the halacha, that a vessel that you buy from a goy requires tefillah. And then the Gemara has a different pasuk, will leave the other drush for itself. Now, the Gemara says in Avedizara, now, after we know this halacha, that there's three, that there's a makoy, we have a source to say that a goy shekeli requires tefillah. The Gemara says there's three exclusions to this case. Three very important exclusions. And it's all based from the fact that we learn it from the story of Midian. What are those three exclusions? So the Gemara says as follows. That first of all, the Gemara says, that this whole halacha tefillah's kalim, buying a kalim from a goy, you're required to do tefillah, is only applicable by kli se'uda. The Gemara says clearly that it's coming to exclude a zuzah de sarbala. What's a zuzah de sarbala? Is a pair of scissors, a pair of scissors used for cutting cloth, Rashi says. So you would have thought, maybe if you buy any sort of kalim from a goy, you are required to do tefillah. Says the Gemara, no. One is only required to do tefillah on the Kli Suda. How do we know that? Because the Gemara says, because Kli Suda Amurim Parasha. In that Parasha of Matais, that when we talk about the Midian, the, the story of Muhammad's Midian, that Kali Strong were required to do Hag'ola and Mahshu the Kalim, it's clearly talking about Kalim that are used for Suda. That you're going to use food with them. So therefore, the mitzvah's tefillah is only applicable in such kalim. Now, Bez Hashem will see, will see soon how do we, does one classify what is considered the klisudah. So we have to see that, what is, how do you define klisudah. But clearly the Gemara says that anything that doesn't have any relevance to a suda, like the Gemara gives an example, zuzah de sarbla, a regular pair of scissors, obviously does not need tefillah at all. So that's one exclusion to Another exclusion the Gemara says 
also based on the fact that's what the Torah is talking about, is that you only mechuyed the tefillah only belikuchin. That is, if you buy it from a guy, if you have sole ownership, like the story happened, meaning like it happened by Midian, it actually belonged to the Yidin. The, the Yidin wiped out the Midianim. So now they were the total, they were the sole owners of the of the, of the Caleb. I will show in if someone borrows from a guy an item, then you're not required to do tefillah at all. Because again, the parasha only talks about something that was indefinitely, that was something belonged to the Israel completely. The Shaulim are excluded from mitzvah tefillah. To such an extent, the action Shuchanor Paskin and Halacha, that if someone is a Shasat Gadol, where someone didn't manage to be table Kaili, his Kaili and Arab Shabbos, and he needs his Kaili on Shabbos. And Allah says you cannot table Kalim on Shabbos because being table a Kalim on Shabbos consists a question of Tikkun Mona, Midrabonon, of Makabapatish. You're not allowed to be to go to Tefillah on Shabbos. So therefore, what are you supposed to do? So says the Allah, you go to, you, you give the Kalim over to a God. You give it to him the Matana. Now the Kalim belongs to a guy, and you request the guy to Use it as a sh- uh, to borrow the keli, and then you'll be permitted. Because, like we're saying now, you only mechuyu tzvila if you're the old, complete and sole owner. So that's the second exclusion. And the third exclusion, the Gemara says, a mona de marida is also not chayv tzvila. What's a mona de marida? Rashi explains it was a keli that was made out of material out of earth and different types of material. It's not Mechubit Vila. Why is that so? It says the Gemara, because again, the Torah talks about clean Matchis Amurim Beparsha. If you look at the Pasuk on Parshas Matais, again, it talks about clean Matchis. It talks about metal Kalim. Metal Kalim, that is what's excluded. That's what is required in Tvila. A metal Kalim is required in Tvila. Anything besides a metal Kalim is not required in Tvila. Again, we base ourselves exactly as it says in the parasha. Now, the Gemara does say, however, that even though the pasuk in Parsha Matas talks about matchus, metal kalim, the Gemara says kliskuches, a glass clay, a key, a glass vessel is equivalent to matchus. Why is that so? A very interesting Gemara, because the Gemara says it does have, it has something similar to a kli matchus. Hoyu Yes, then, Takono Kikli Matchus Dom, says the Gemara. Since if a Kli Tzchuchus breaks, you could actually re- make it again, re- won't say recycle it, you could actually melt it down, you'll fix it up and reform it, and therefore it's equivalent to a Kli Matchus that gives it, it classifies it like a Kli Matchus, and just like a Kli Matchus is required to feel it, so to a Kli Tzchuchus, says the Gemara, is Kikli Matchus. Now, there's a big debate in today's poison. Most poisons don't go there. Some poisons hold that even plastic might require tefillah, possibly for this reason too. Most, most poisons do not go with that, and we take on that plastic does not require tefillah. <clears throat> so that's basically what the Gemara says, that based on the Makoya, on the source of the din, that we learn from the story of Nochemes Midian, so we learn three exclusions. 
three cases that are not included in the parashas of Tfilis Kelim. One is that Kol Halashon only required to do on a Kli Suda. Secondly, you're only required to do if you're like if you buy it, if you have an ownership in it, rather than just borrowing it from a guy. And thirdly, it's got to be a klimatris or klishuchis. The Gemara does does add in that even though we say a kli cheres, for instance, is not chai betvina. However, if you if you cover a kli cheres with matchis, says the Gemara, is machlekes in the Gemara. What is the what what's the halach in that case? Machlekes Rav Achan Ravina, and the Gemara says. One says, that means we classify as a Kli, Kheres, since it's initially made out of Kheres, even though you covered it later with Matches, it's considered Kheres, and you're part of some Tfilah. And another man, the Omar, says it's considered like a Kli, Matches. The Maskona is, it's like a Kli, Matches, and it requires Tfilah. More or less, basically, we've covered the whole sugi of the Mara that talks about Tfilas Kalim. There's another one more halacha which we're not going to go into. <clears throat> so, before we go to a, practice, a couple of practical shilas, I just want to point out a, a Nakuda in Havana over here, which seems to be interesting. So, we have a halacha, like everyone knows, that if you buy a cleave from a goy, one is required to do Tfilas. Now, when we when we hear about tefillah, it seems to imply that the what's that lack of this tefillah? Why is one required to do tefillah? Tefillah, we all know, is something to remove a tumor. It's to get rid of a tumor, some spiritual, let's call it a spiritual contamination. That the 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 the, the, the keli, since it was owned by guy, is considered tumor. And it would seem to be that the, the pshat, because like the Gemara says before, we brought down the Gemara's in the prayer of the halacha. The source of the pasuk is because it says v'tohi, hoisiv l'chayakos of paracheres. In other words, you've got to ensure there's another. You're purifying, making sure to 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 to, to make the keli to purify the keli. So you're removing the tumor. And the truth is, the lotion of Yerushalmi should be shining bring down. Pulled down in the Poiskin tomb is the reason of this Tvilas Kalim is because you're taking it out to remove the Thomas that's the loss of the Yishami. The word of Yishami is you're removing the tumor of the Goy in order to be so in other words, it would seem to imply that's a removal of tumor. That's what it would be. That's this halacha. Now, to say it's a straightforward halacha of removing of tumor, that the, since it was owned by Goy, so there's some sort of tumor on it, and you've got to remove that tumor, there's a problem with that. There is a problem with that. First of all, if it all is a removal, if the halacha of the tefillah's keli is removing tumor, so the shaila is, why would it be only applicable to Klisuda? Why would it be only applicable to Klimatchus? Why would it be only applicable to a keli that you buy? If there's a problem that you're, you're, you're having a tummy dika item, object, which is tummy, and you have to put it in the mikvah, 
why would the Torah only speak about it in, it's only mechaiv it in certain cases? If it, all it is, it's, a, it, 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 it's possible to moving a tumor that's on the key. That's one ha'orah to think about. And another issue is that you see the Rishonim have a dis, uh, um, on the diet from the Loshna Gemara. An interesting point. The Gemara says that the tefillah of Kalim require Arbaim saw. Now we all know that Arbaim saw, that's the shir of a mikvah. 40 saw, that is the shir that one requires for a mikvah. But the Shem have a problem with this. Tesis and other Shem have an issue. We find our locha that midda minatayra, there are certain things, certain Kalim that not, do not require 40 saw. Where do we find that? We find clearly machten v'tzinoyz, the Gemara says in various places, that needles and little forks that are used for weaving are not required for saw. they're sufficient to have a mikvah of a revis. A revis of water, as long as it's rainwater, you could not show him, I'm showing him, you could do a tefil and a revis water for small cave. So the question is, after we showing him, the Gemara seems to imply that for Tvila's Kalim, this mitzvah of Tvila's Kalim, when you buy a Kalim, any sort of Kalim from that guy, one is required 40 saw. So Tosis asks, why is that so? And I'm reading the Tosis. Tosis says, why do we say over here that you need 40 saw? When we see, we know that Allah is that for Machtem it's for small Kalim, it's sufficient with a Revius. So that's Tesis. Here are the words of Tesis. Hainut filas tumor. That is when we're discussing you're removing tumor, says Tesis. When you're removing a tumor, if there's a mace, it became Tomei with Thomas mace or a sheret or any other forms of tumor, then in order to remove that tumor when there's tefillah required, you're right, you do not need more than a revit. Avol tefillas klimidion. But the halacha, this halacha of what we're learning when you're buying a keli from a goy, that's required to the tefillah. That mitzvah of tefillah says, places here the words of tefillah, it's a new halacha of So we see from tefillah that the mitzvah, this mitzvah of tefillah is not a mitzvah of removing tumor. It's not a, like any other tumor that we have. That you just put in the mikvah to remove the Torah. It's a chiddush, and that's why the Torah is required in so It's a whole new halacha. It's not removing Torah. And the truth is, the Rambam says it even more specifically. There's a, there's a Rambam spells it out, that the mitzvah of Tzvila's Kalim is not a mitzvah of removing Torah. It's not, even though, the, like I said, the Shainim do use the Shainim of Torah's Akum, but that's not what the, 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 the Rambam says. That's not the ideal of the mitzvah. And he says as follows, he proves his case. The Rambam, in, I'm quoting the Rambam in Perik. Perik Yud Zayin from Hilchis Macholis Asaris. And he says as follows, This halacha of Tvila that you buy, you buy came from Akum. Says the Rambam, Einon Inyim Tumah Vatara. It's not a Tvila because of Tumah Vatara. That's not what it is. 
Now, the Ramam uses the word Tivrei Seifim, and it seems to be a debate in the Paiskim if the Ramam means that this Mitzvah's Tvila is a Deiraisa, is a Drabonum. Some Rishayim take on the Ramos. As a matter of fact, the whole Mitzvah's Tvila is a Drabonum. <coughs> the other Rishayim, the Ramam means Tivrei Seifim, that's not a clear Makuri. We find the Ramam in other places says Tivrei Seifim is a terminology that the Ramam uses for Deiraisa. <clears throat> that could be, it could that big nafkamina la lochas if it's a sophic. Because we know the rule is sophic deiraisa lechum and sophic drabon and lekula. So if the Rambam holds that, if the whole mitzvah is a drabon, it would be a big nafkamina la lochas. Okay, that's the shaila in the Rambam itself. But the Rambam clearly points out it's not the Indian tomb of the Torah. And he brings the Pasuk as the Makkari and he says, it can't be, ain't medabe betairos, ain't medabe el betairos, I'm not talking about being betairos. The Ramam clearly points out that it's not. The Allah of this Tvila is not to remove a Tumah. It's to remove Gi'ule Akum. In other words, I'm not going to go into, into length the explanation, but the Rambam is quite clear that the mitzvah of this Tvila is to remove ourselves from Gi'ule Akum, from the Surim that the Akum have used in the Canaan. Now, even though we mentioned clearly that the mitzvah of Tvilas Kalim is applicable even to new Kalim, and it's not necessarily only for Kalim that have been used by Akum, but the Ramam clearly implies that the halacha of Tvilas Kalim is, it's an extension to the halacha of Gi'ule Akum. That since Atorah Doshah doesn't want you to have any business with Isurim of the Akum, the Bliois, the the, the, the invaders of traders of the Akum. Therefore, the Torah required that if you buy a keli that's been used by the Akum, to Hagala, to Heksha. And even if you buy a new keli, make sure to do it, put in the mikveh. It's all as a precaution to keep us away from Gyulay Akum. That is clearly the Rambam's explanation in this halacha. And like I said, it, we could be we could explain a bit more, the Rambam, but I just want to go to a couple, 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 a couple of practical shilas. Halacha um, there's We're talking about buying kalim from an akum, a goy. What about certain kalim which aren't used directly for food? For instance, a tin opener. Would a tin opener be mechuyus between us kalim? Well, I give another example. What about a peeler? A peeler that you use to put, peel potatoes. Now, the Aloch in Shulchan Aruch has a, there's a discussion, the Machlekes Mechaba in the remark that talks about a second Shashchita. That means a knife, a chalaf. The Mechaba says a chalaf that's used for Shechita is not required in Tefillah. And the remark, the remark argues, the remark says, no. You are mechuyit to the Tefillah below bracha. What's the Machlekes? The Machlekes is Clearly, the place can explain. The machlekes is where the kli that's used. What? How do you define a kli to them? Is a kli that you're using for food, but the food still needs another stage of preparation. Shechita. You use a knife to shech the animal. You're right. The meat is going to be eventually be. be you're going to eat the meat eventually. However, at the moment when you're shechting the animal, it's still lacking. You still there's a, there's a whole process for the food 
to be edible. So therefore, we could say that's not considered a klisud. A klisud has to be that it's an item that's used directly for food, which is roi l'achina. So the mechabah shita is that a sakin shashita does not require tefillah. However, the Ramah holds that a sakin shashita does require tefillah, but it says believe bracha. And interesting to note, the, the Ramah throws in another halach, which is negev for the coming days, about baking matzahs. He says for the, the all the pieces of metal that are used for baking matzahs, for the dough, rolling out the dough, says the Ramah, one doesn't have to feed up with it, according to the Shitta. Why is that so? Because you still have to bake the matzah. So therefore, it's not considered a kli su'udah. Like we learned that only a kli su'udah is high to the tree. So, the, 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 we have a machoikis mechaban ramah over here. By anything, a uh, 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 vessel or piece of equipment that you use for food, but the food is not yet roi lachila, needs another process, needs to be processed, whether by cooking or any other process, whether it's mechui betfila, so the feed of mechabi, you're not required to do tefila, and the feed of ramah, one should do tefila, bloi brocha. So that, so, yeah, for instance, a tin opener, a tin opener, I would say it doesn't. It's, it's, the shach on the halacha clearly speaks about a similar sort of case. He says that the kulama that doesn't need to see because it doesn't. It's not used directly for the food. So even though you're opening it at a tin of tuna or a tin of of um, vegetable that you can use straight away, however, it's not doesn't have direct contact with the food. Says the shach over there on that halacha. That, 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 that does not require tefillah. However, a potato peeler, so even though one might argue and say a potato peeler is, you, you, you peel potatoes with it, which potatoes aren't edible when it's raw, so therefore it would be dependent on the chalit However, it could also be used for other vegetables, for instance, cucumbers, which cucumbers are edible straight away. So therefore, the chalit is an deity, but one should make a bracha, on a potato peeler because it has uh, its royal attachment absolutely for, for food that are royal achila right away. <coughs> what, there's, uh, I did say I was going to say more other practical halachas, however, time doesn't allow us. I did say I was going to finish off with another couple of halachas, but the time does not allow us. So, Hashem, the schus of this Torah that we're learning, we should only see Yeshua's in the Chomas. Kali Israel needs a desperate at this time. And Shabir Rafua, my good friend, Yasef Dov Ben Chayola, Sirsha Choyli Israel. And just finish off with the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, David Ches, where the Gemara says that a very interesting Gemara. The Gemara says it could be a case where two Yidin had a similar Choyli. They were both ill. Olulumita, the Choyli and Shava, two Yidin. They're both identical types of Eden. And one of them was Yorad Meyamita. One of them managed to get out of his situation. And one of them didn't. And the Gemara explains why is that so. The Gemara says because it's dependent on one's tefillah. If someone does a tefillah shleimah, tefillah b'kavana, that's how he's to all the issues. May our Kodesh Baruch accept all our tefillahs 
and we should only see Yeshua for Nechamer and Hashem. We should be zechet in Yikulim and Herbi Amenu Amen. The shir you've listened to was recorded and edited for you by Kol Halashon. You're invited to continue listening at any time to all the shirim and drushos in all topics by all the rabbanim on Kol Halashon.